2: Hello, everybody. It is Wednesday, December the 9th, 2015, and you are listening to the Talking Comics Podcast. I am your host, Bobby Shortle, and in the house with Steve Say. Hi. Mr. Bob Reyer. Hello. And on the line with Miss Stephanie Cook.
3: Hi, 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 hi.
2: All right, we're back. We are slouching once again towards the new year. <laughs> uh, and on tonight's show, we're actually going to be discussing very casually sort of the books that might be involved in our end of the year discussions which will be happening in a in a few weeks and you guys will hear in a couple weeks after that probably so uh we're, we're heading towards those so we'll be talking about that today um of course we have our shared book of the week which is mystery girl stephanie's pick and she's on the show i think this is two times no, in a row this no, has happened
1: can't what? Believe it. The
2: cycle is broken. Yes. <laughs> yeah uh so we we got that going on and uh yeah we got of course our our solo books of the week and, and our lightning round stuff uh but I wanted to start out and talk about something that kinda got my I was not very happy with this this week. Ooh, this is some some Blackfield mm. yeah, yeah. shit going on. So this is gonna come into the fact that like really I have no sort of book of the week for myself um i i, I really love let's say this i led harrow county the first volume and i absolutely loved it mm-hmm. we're going to talk about that a lot probably in the next couple of weeks so i don't I don't want to spend a whole book of the week segment talking about it um i read a bunch of books that i i enjoyed um you know i i checked out a few of the new marvel stuff and, and some of the ongoing new series that I, i've been liking you know stuff like that but and it's a little different because i'm reading it digitally but i was struck i was i read dr strange all right and there's a a, a bunch of two-page spreads in doctor strange so i'll put that out right there and say that so this page count number is a little bit different than than you know what's there oh, digitally though the digitally on this yeah, yeah okay yeah. but when but doctor strange was $4 mm-hmm. yes it is and the page count on the digital version was 18 pages mm. that included the cover the title page and the next time on page that was in the back mm. um, again there's no ads in the digital stuff so, there you go, so obviously, it's probably a little closer to twenty because a couple of them are two page spreads um but this sort of coupled with the idea of um uh, Bob's counting the pages right now yes. <laughs> in the physical version um coupled with the fact that you know i just I didn't buy a couple of books simply for the fact that I was put off by the price points, and we talked about the price points before, mm-hmm. Um, but this was the first week That I really sat there And I looked at um, There's some books That w- w- we will talk about later But all new All different Avengers I looked at Howard the Duck I looked at A couple of other books And I was like I, I just Can't Do it It's hard I can't spend five I can't spend five I love Howard the Duck's a great book I loved the first The first six Seven issues Whatever there was Before they re- rebooted it To number one But I can't spend $5 on a book month in and month out. Mm-hmm. I just can't, especially one that is an ongoing series. Like I, I, that's, that's, you know, I mean, it's not a ton of, it's not a ton of money if I was only buying that book, That's right. but if I'm buying a bunch of other books, it just, the, 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 the kind of price just stacks up on you. And, uh, I, I was thought about this and I, and I think that, you know, um, we've talked about this in several forms over the years, but, it really hit me the first time that I was like, "This is stopping me from buying books." Yeah, a- and I think this sort of pricing structure is, especially w- this since the all new Marvel now re- reboot, where they've sort of been like, "Okay, yeah, like if it's three ninety nine, it's a treat." You know, <laughs> that, 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 you know that's sort of w- what it is now. Like, it's it's really gonna, I think, poison the the industry in, in a lot of ways because. If, like if there is a $5 movie you'd be like oh that's an impulse buy for me mm-hmm. but when it's $5 comics those $5 comics are not impulse buys that is not like oh I'll just pick this up because you know I I, I only bought these three or four books you know I'll buy this thing that's $3 I know it's only only $2 difference but that's in, in a scope of $3 to $5 that's a big jump yeah. it's also 67% you know, 67% of, yeah. of, of the price of the book it's jumped also half up. of another comic it is half of yeah. another comic a- and it's it's more than it's it's half of a trade, yeah. If it's from Image, you know. So, th- it really got to me this week at, at, because I realized, like for the first time, I'm really avoiding buying books that I like because they cost too much money, mm-hmm. and you know, not buying books that are three nine nine or four nine nine because you're kind of mediocre about them. That's fine. That's like acceptable. Thought process, yep. but if if I'm loving something and then not buying it because of its price tag, then it's the exactly the opposite of the uh, of the point of selling anything, which is that you're putting me off of this thing. Someone who reads comics a lot, forget about someone who who is not reading all, them a lot and sees yep. I'm, I'm paying five dollars for thirty it, pages. Like it, that's just I'll read this in ten minutes. Like it's not it, it's such a, a bad proposition. I think for value proposition for comic books,
0: it really hit me when Ms. Marvel number one came out because mm-hmm. that book has always been two ninety nine. dollars like, mm-hmm. that was one of the sticking points for that thing and even though they raised prices while that book was going on even halfway through it stayed at $2.99 mm-hmm. and you know not to say that other books aren't important of course they are but this is a this is a book that you can give to a lot of people mm-hmm. and a lot of young readers and such and um, for it to have jumped it was five dollars when I picked when I picked it up at the mm-hmm. at the comic shop. I just – if there's like a younger person who doesn't like have their own money or whatever and they're, they happen to be in a shop with their parents or whatnot, parents are going to see the $5 price tag. And if they don't know any better, thinking that it's an ongoing and they're going to have to pick up more issues, that's like it's another bill mm-hmm. for, for the month. <laughs> you know, It's crazy.
1: Yeah, it's absolutely. A, to me, it's a very double-edged sword because regardless of page count, regardless of quality, that price point becomes a sticker for – greed for the companies is, well, how do, how dare you do that to us? So And that's bad for veteran readers who are now, I love this, but I can't. Mm-hmm. I, I'm now connected to four different X-Men books, so I have to read those. So these sidebar books, they're $5, they're gone. I mm-hmm. need that story. But then when that story disappears or that story disappoints you and you drop those, you've now lost the thread of these other ones. They're gone too, yeah. mm-hmm. how, however good they are. And as you're saying about new readers, how do you get someone hooked mm-hmm. w- remember, image just put out this last week uh, another set of one dollar books they're books from six months ago they're a dollar mm-hmm. why isn't marvel why not dc why aren't they saying okay here's they did that once yeah marvel did a
2: thing like that this year they did that yeah. that uh i forgot what they're called the, the true right. believers thing right. or whatever yeah
1: but they shouldn't be on the books from last year yeah marvel's trying to relaunch their universe mm-hmm. the first issue shouldn't be five bucks they should be a buck yeah there should be two dollars. It's hook people. Mm-hmm. Here's how great this is. When, when you guys started, was the, were books three dollars? There was three dollars and four dollar books. A
2: lo, a, most books, I think, were three dollars when we started because every yeah. DC book was, was three dollars. Yeah. Yeah. holding no, the line at three dollars. The yeah. posters in the store. Yeah, yeah, it was was three dollars. And then Marvel was some were four, most for three, and then very quickly the Marvel stuff started going to four. Like yeah. at, when uh, when uh, Marvel now happened, a lot of stuff went up to four dollars, uh, and their whole deal then was like it's four dollars, but you get the digital copy included with it because they weren't doing it for everything before it, that. Whoop. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so you know, so that happened, and then pretty much progressively, obviously, over the last couple of years, things have. I I remember sitting in the comic shop, and you know, I oh, always used to make like the three ninety nine pile and the two ninety nine pile, and then slowly but surely, like that three ninety nine pile became much larger. It became 75% if not 80% of the books and then the rest were the couple other ones stragglers were were 299 still. Uh and it's just it's just a big shame. Um that that, that stuff has to happen. I, I don't I mean I'm sure there are financial realities to it and I'm sure people will say well they're not actually more expensive because you know if you look at inflation but but all you can talk about is where they are right now, and in comparison to other media, Mm -hmm. right? And sorry, the fact
3: that, you know, when it comes down to it, a trade is going to be double one issue.
2: Right, yeah. Like,
3: I mean, not always. Marvel and DC obviously have more expensive trades. Mm -hmm. But theoretically, you're getting the entire story for a fraction of a price, and you do have to wait, Mm -hmm. but you're saving a butt-ton of money. Yeah. It's it's really unfortunate. It's, um, it, it's sad that the big two are killing their market all by themselves.
2: And I mean, it's it, it's uh, it, obviously if you look at the numbers, right, from this past month, it, people are gonna think we're saying what we're saying is crazy because the numbers are huge. All the Marvel, new Marvel books are selling a ton. All the expensive Star Wars books are selling a ton. But but what happens is things. It's a bubble. If things get are too heavy on one end,
1: and eventually it's going to fall. And then when it falls, it's going to fall really, really hard. Yeah. And again, it's because it's not propped up from the bottom. It is now not an entire line of Marvel books that are selling well. Both companies are very top-heavy. It's Link books. It's 13 Batman books. It's nine Avengers and seven X-Men or whatever. And the other books can't get the attention because people just don't have the money to run around... We'll be talking about Silver Surfer, I'm sure, lately, mm-hmm. and it's selling, you know, twenty two thousand mm-hmm. copies a month. Those no. kind of books are never going to get enough out of the shade. They're covered over by events mm-hmm. and all this other stuff that goes with it. That's both companies. Oh yeah, it really is. Definitely. I don't want to just pick on Marvel. No, but we it, did cause mention.
3: Sorry, because like the first issue of Doctor Strange was four ninety nine, and they said, "What? What did you say the digit or the regular version was for the?" uh issue three
2: issue three is three ninety nine. Mm-hmm. so it went down okay. but both issues of howard the duck were four ninety nine. one and two mm-hmm. yes
3: even like on comiXology
2: yeah even on comiXology there is no marvel doesn't price four, any of their stuff
3: 4 but you, you get a wow. second
1: story yeah Hooray. yeah, yeah. And marvel
2: doesn't price any of their stuff differently on comiXology no. than it, they do uh in stores um i mean you don't have to do the ads in in comiXology which is great i mean that that's a great thing but i just and look at how much is paper girls you have it in front of you uh, I believe this is one of the let me see, 299 299 yeah mm-hmm. and, and of course like you know th- those prices are not, are not necessarily set by image they're set by the people putting them out um Brian Vaughn is kind of n- known for doing this right but it's a a beefy book it's a beautiful book mm-hmm. It costs two ninety nine. I would rather read Paper Girls th- three times than read some of the books that are, that are five dollars coming out. Is Saga so, still, still two ninety nine? I think so. Yeah, when it came out last week. I think so. I don't yeah, remember. Pretty sure. I don't even look at the price of Saga because I just know I'm going to buy it anyway. True. <laughs> um, yeah, image has
1: they have dollars 49s They have three ninety nines. Yeah, yeah. And
2: they have books that are three ninety nine. It's not an image thing because again, it's, I, I'm pretty sure the and, unless it's an image property like you know owned by one of the creators or something like that I think that they the creator has the the uh the decision of what, what mm-hmm. to price it um b- for the most part i don't know if that goes across the board but i know that like brian k vaughn pr- chooses yeah. the price of, of his $2. books 99 for saga yeah two ninety nine for saga um and again the uh, great that's a great i'll never i'll never not buy an issue of either of those books at 299 $2. $2. it will never be the book that hits the chopping block mm-hmm. for, for that I, I mean you have to hope to i mean we again it's tough because we don't know the numbers digitally we don't know the numbers that of people buying comicsology, and of course that's going to be a different audience and I would love to see how those things flip we've been talking about that for years but I just you know it, I don't have hard data here I'm not, I'm not speaking uh, you know scientifically about this stuff all I can say is that for the first time like I said earlier I didn't buy books that I normally would have bought because they were too much money
0: I've dropped a bunch of stuff since the the relaunch mm-hmm. like in all seriousness I've had things at the store where like i just i scan the shelf i grab whatever i might get and then i thumb through it and i think you know what do i really want to read what do i what i really want but um there's stuff that i was reading before the relaunch that i did not follow into the new stuff mm-hmm. i'm not getting i don't think any x-men books um i and as many as there are uh i've all but dropped i didn't i don't think i picked up the the second all new uh avengers book all mm-hmm. different whatever. i didn't either. Um, and a couple of other things, uh, humans. Mm-hmm. Like, I was really into the Inhumans, uh, you know, earlier in the year, I would say. And it was pretty solid stuff. And they were really doing, like, this world-building thing where you didn't necessarily have to side with the mutants. You could read about the Inhumans. And it was this phenomenon that, like, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was introducing them. And it was this big thing. And I'm like, I'm on the ground floor and I know everybody already and blah, blah, blah. And then you just, you made it too expensive for me to stay interested. Mm-hmm. So... And, uh, it's really unfortunate that, that this is the state of uh, of the market right now. Somebody was trying to tell me, like, two weeks ago, they mentioned something about the paper quality. that like, The paper quality has something to do with the books going up in price, but I didn't necessarily believe
2: that. I mean, no. it, it very, it's very possible. I mean, I, I. but
1: I don't feel like the paper quality has really changed since two the, years ago. No, the, it hasn't changed really since the 80s when they right. went to the... Mm. Uh, Teen Titans from DC was coming out the same book twice. Mm-hmm. On what they called Baxter paper, the nice fancy edition where you could do full bleed colors and it looked nice. And then the I have an old Luke Cage here, and then crummy old Newsprint. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was whatever it was, was seventy five cents. The other one was a buck and a quarter. And then people just loved. Wow, look how great comics can look. Yeah. It looks like a magazine now. Mm-hmm. Well, now they're priced like magazines, <laughs> and now we're we're trapped. You could you, I don't think you could go backwards to Newsprint.
2: No, no way. Without
1: people going insane. And that's creators too, because yeah. now I can't do this artwork yeah, I know. in that old way. Okay, here, lower the price a buck. and You want to put ads all over everything, as long are not those half-page ads that <laughs> DC did, which were awful. Put some more ads in, but do what Image does. Put them at the back. Mm. Put them between the end of the story and the back matter, and you want to put ads for yourself. You want to put ads for television shows. I don't care. Keep the price of the book down. Yeah.
0: I'm so glad that those half-page ads only lasted for that one month. <laughs> I really, I really would like to know what happened, like behind the. the, the scenes. You know, because exactly they were what... like,
3: you know, what's better, sticking full-page ads. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: know, but I just, I really kind of want to be a fly on the wall for that conversation, <laughs> and laugh to myself.
2: Um, but yeah, so I, this, I just I, I was thinking about it a lot this week because about my books, I, I, I just, I was kind of stuck on this idea about the price and. Um, let's do a much bigger thought in my head which is this year definitely. I mean there's still books. It's different with Marvel right now because Marvel is re- is since they're restarting everything, I'm kind of picking and choosing what I'm reading mm-hmm. and, and most of the stuff that I was I would say like I was in love with before it, it has sort of not gone away cuz a lot of the same creative teams have have kind of come over. Um but a lot of like the touchstone stuff for me is over, right? And it's mm-hmm. we're kind of moved on to other stuff at this point. And I'm loving some of that stuff, and with DC, there are still the books I, I've been reading since the beginning. That I'm still reading Batman, I'm still reading Justice League. There are a couple books that I, I really like the new Constantine book a lot. So there are a couple books in each company that I'm I'm really enjoying. But I just I just happen I just kind of happened to think about it to, to really this week, and it wasn't something I I've been thinking about or stewing about. But I kind of realized that I've sort of fallen out of love with the both companies in in a big way. It's going to be interesting when we
0: do our awards. Who gets brought to the table for best publisher?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think because yeah. I,
0: I, I got a, an ace or two up my sleeve.
2: There's only so many publishers. I know. Just
3: <laughs> wait till you see the cards. If you say Zenoscope, so helpful.
0: Oh, Stephanie, <laughs> I'm, come I'm now. Relax. But... Come on. <laughs> this is how long we've been doing this. See,
3: um. Yeah. Don't don't make me backtrack.
0: No, you can. Back- <laughs> um, hey, I fully. I talked about a lot of Zetoscope books when we first started this
3: podcast.
1: I didn't know any better. (laughs) I've grown. I've matured. This change in price and all the things that go with that make it very easy to experiment Mm -hmm. with other things because you're not beholden. Here's a new number one. I have no ties to this creator, Mm -hmm. this book necessarily, this company. Mm -hmm. I try it. It's good great it's bad yeah 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 i wasted 3 dollars and i move on to next week's new number yeah. one or a series that everyone talks about let's try that yeah exactly and i i when we i wrote an article many many years back you know, the rising price of comics or some allegedly funny thing i wrote <laughs> and it is very, it is very easy now as i i've been saying from the very beginning really here when you fall out of love with something, you drop it. Mm-hmm. You know, It's not about any more, can I have the 500 consecutive issues? Who cares? Mm-hmm. There aren't 500. There are two or three, right. and they start a new one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So who cares? I read it until I don't want to read it anymore. Mm-hmm. Goodbye. Yeah. And find Paper Girls. Find mm-hmm. Harrow County. Mm-hmm. Find anything. Read three issues of an arc in the middle of something else yeah. and drop it again. I don't mm-hmm. care. Yeah. Enjoy what you're doing. And that's for us, mm-hmm. for all you people out there, it's... Don't get trapped into figuring you have to keep buying these things. You can always buy the trade. Wait for the reviews. See the trade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely.
2: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. No, it's, I mean it goes back to support the books that you love, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Like those are the ones that you should buy. Yeah, absolutely. And there are other people that buy the other ones. Sometimes those other people. <laughs> I'm not going to get into that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I like comics. I still like comics. Yeah, yeah I know. I, we, we all do.
2: This <laughs> isn't about not liking comics. No, it's I know. about. Finding comics to love. Being able to
3: afford the yeah. comics of life. Yeah, yeah. I mean,
2: yeah.
0: my <laughs> biggest thing is that like the 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 prices being raised have keep. I, mean, I said this before, but like it keeps me from buying other books, and from mm. enjoying other stories. And like Bob said, things that that you love that get pushed into the shadows, they they end early, and the stories don't get to be told, and like mm. the, the opportunity to hear something new is squandered when we're just pushing out more of the big stuff.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And it, it's you know it's a little disheartening sometimes.
2: Oh yeah. But in the end, books selling or not selling is our fault. Not, I mean, not
1: us personally. Us personally. Yeah. Well, if we're
2: not buying them, yes, it yeah. is our fault. But it's it's people's fault for not buying them. I mean, you have to – at the end of the day, you have to – like Bob said, you have to put down the X-Men book or put down the Batman book or put down whatever mm-hmm. and pick up that book that you love that maybe you didn't pick up because you know you had to buy the you know, the second issue of some event or just whatever, and you're not loving it, but you're picking it up because, oh, I read all the other ones, so I should really see what, what happens. Don't no, put it down and pick up, you know, no. Har- Harrow County or Manifest Destiny or whatever else is in my pile of books that I have given to <laughs> Bob. <about
1: it. laughs> hey, how many books did I curse in a lot. four years? You cursed a lot of books. Please, you should be buying Fearless Defenders and <laughs> X Factor and no. Sorry. Fearless Defenders was so good. To be fair, X Factor had a pretty long. Run. Yes, it did. <laughs> and as soon as I talked about it, I canceled. Yeah, yeah. About Twice. The, Twice.
2: About the movement.
1: Yeah, oh, the movement I'm as still
2: well. Sad. Yes. Anyway. All right. Anyway, let's talk about some books that came out this week that that we did like. Uh, Steve, you ready to go first here?
0: Can Bob, go first.
2: You want you want you want Bob to go first? I had. Do you? Are you talking about some? Of my, you know
0: what? I'm just gonna go.
2: Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I don't know what some of your books are. Yeah. So I'll <laughs> talk about your books. Excellent. All right. Uh, three minutes on the clock and go.
0: Talk about picking up books because you were reading other stuff. I got Robin War, number one. Uh, there's a whole mess of people uh, on this, but I believe the writer is uh, Tom King. I do want to check out the artist because I there's a couple different artists on this, but the first one that jumps onto the scene in this book, uh, I really, really dug their style. And it's Kari Randolph uh, for a whole bunch of pages and then Elaine uh, Morissette. Sounds like Alanis more set. Uh here's the thing. I've talked about We Are Robin on the podcast a couple of times and um I'm actually I don't know how how far I'm gonna follow uh, the Robin War event, but um just in terms of where the Robins themselves, like this vigilante group of kids Where they started at the beginning of We Are Robin to where they are now moving into this event, there's some really, really awesome stuff in here. Uh, Not only do I like the eclectic mix of characters, there's tons of uh, characters that are are people of color, and it's they're dealing with issues kind of like what people had problems with the Captain America thing, where they're like, oh, it's you know, it's too reflective Mm -hmm. of today's society. Robin War and just We Are Robin in general is kind of doing that same thing where you're seeing. Situations that are happening in our everyday lives on the news, like current events happening in these books, and these kids are kind of combating that stuff. And um, it's a really interesting, like DC book that's also kind of doing a bit of uh, social commentary from like the the disillusioned youth man. Sixties uh, all over again. <laughs> I dig Power it.
1: to the people! Mm-hmm.
0: I-, I dig it real good. <laughs> but um another book that i i really really am enjoying right now uh it's so beautiful uh all these purples and blues and everything is uh paper girls number three from cliff chang and uh brian k vaughn it, it just keeps getting cooler and cooler and i'm i this is supposed to be an ongoing mm-hmm. okay um in the beginning like issues one and two i wasn't really seeing where this would go to other places, but now the the book is kind of expanding. We're getting more and more people coming into the fray. Now we're introducing beasts into the neighborhood, and there's even more going on with the little ninjas uh, running around the neighborhood and stuff like that. And um, it has it's it was pretty harrowing for for quite a number of pages after uh, the close of, of issue number two, and uh, it's just awesome to have another Brian K. Vaughn series that's uh, that's out monthly that. Uh, just so far is off to a really amazing start, and uh, I checked out. I don't need to bring it up. I checked out totally awesome Hulk, number one, and uh, I thought it was cool. It was um, it was interesting to see a. I guess he's nineteen years old. He's I young. Guess so, yeah, he's, he's young. Pretty young. Um, to see Amadeus Cho taking on the role of being Hulk. Um, the artwork. I'll find the name. Frank uh, Cho. It is Frank Cho. I thought so. Uh, every, the colors are gorgeous. It's funny, and, uh, he's a little immature, but he's he's a young
1: kid mm-hmm. with, like, Hulk powers. Who mm-hmm. Who isn't gonna relish in that a little bit? And he's bit. the seventh smartest person in the Marvel universe. Eighth, it? according, Eighth? To, according Eighth? to Hank Pym. Okay. <laughs> um, but it was fun. <laughs> they make a joke about that in, okay. the, in the book. It was fun. It was
0: light. It was, like, I'm used to, I'm used to the Hulk- books being you know a little militaristic a little hard and lots of like you know shield speak and stuff like that this was just amadeus kind of loving his powers and it's nice to see somebody that's a hulk kind of enjoying the situation rather than looking at it as a as a burden
1: Mm
0: -hmm. um but there's there's more to come i have a feeling there's this really cool page in the back uh, that makes me think that something's looming, and maybe Amadeus won't have
2: control over his mm-hmm. stuff for too long.
1: Bruce Banner involved somewhere. Yeah, there's like a yeah.
2: flashback. Yeah, uh, okay. he, he's obviously going to be part of the series in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I read it as well, and I I very much enjoyed it. I think that again, it's another thing that the price does is it puts more expectations on, onto a book. And yeah, it was five bucks. It's five bucks, Oop. and it's a good it's a good first issue. It's a lot of fun. The art is. It's really gr- great. I love Amadeus Cho as the the Hulk. I think it's it's a really inspired choice, and it keeps you know kind of all the classic Hulk stuff. He's fighting big monsters, stuff like that. Uh, but there's also sort of like the obviously Bruce Banner is a scientist, but when he's the Hulk, generally he's not very sciency. And Amadeus is very sciencey even when he's the Hulk. So there's there's um you know more of that aspect to it as well, which I which I really enjoyed. But it did feel like not much happened in, in, in the issue. It really was that one scene. Yeah. Really. I mean, you, you get, you get, you get some basics, you get some idea, but I feel like it, it, it was, it was a, a light, uh, a first issue as far as, uh, sort of giving me an idea totally of what the series is going to, mm-hmm. going to be.
0: I think it was, I mean, for me, it was more about just getting the tone and mm-hmm. seeing how, how Amadeus is even just going to be presented as being a Hulk, mm-hmm. you know? And, uh, like I said, I, it was it was light. Yeah. You know, there wasn't anything too heavy. And it was a little it was a little touching too in, in regard to his relationship with his sister. Mm-hmm. I, I I kind of I enjoyed their their banter. Yeah. And uh it looks to have potential. Definitely. I mean five dollar entry fee, you're gonna be you're gonna be reading that pretty hard, mm-hmm. you know, to to see what you get out of it. But drop it down to four bucks. I might, you know, check out another mm-hmm. issue.
2: Um see what they're doing to you? They're doing it to you? Oh, yeah. I know. Yeah, they're like like oh no, oh, no, thank us. It's only four dollars now. Oh, dude, you have yeah. an idea how, how <laughs> giddy <laughs> I get yeah. when we I see those three
0: fifty comics?
2: Yeah, I, I take out, I lay them out, and all of a sudden I got an image book that's three fifty, and I'm like, yeah. Uh, you're talking uh, about the Robin thing, yeah. So I I didn't read Robin Moore, okay. uh which is also five dollars by the way. Just just give some shit to DC as well. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so it's a separate like, I guess Robin Moore is spanning the Robin books, and they're gonna have like these mm-hmm. sort of. Because this is not part of any of the series, We Are Robin. It's like, an, it's like a...
0: Yeah, this is like the number one issue to get you going in the event.
2: Yeah, so they're, it's going to go... It, so we've got Robin Moore. Mm-hmm. I don't know what what books Robin Moore is going across. And We Are Robin, obviously. Gotham Academy this week. Gotham Academy, okay. Uh, Batgirl? It's possible. I mean, it's probably going to hit a lot of the Bat books, I would assume. Yeah. Other other than... I don't think you'll see much of it in Batman. But uh, I was just thinking books with Robin. So there's Robin Moore, Batman and Robin Eternal. Uh... Robin, son of Batman, and we are Robin. There's a lot of Robin books going on right now. Yes, there's a lot of Robin books going on right now. Yes, but Paper anyway. Girls was great. Yes, Paper Girls, yeah, was,
1: Paper amazing. Girls was awesome. Three, three issues, each with a great cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it doesn't feel like it's a gimmick. Yeah, they all work. Seth, did you read Paper Girls?
3: Not yet. Not yet. <gasps> I did read a lot of other things though, which I will get to.
2: Well, why don't you tell us about them now? Oh yes, oh, right. right into my bone that. Is
3: dying. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so you have three minutes and go.
3: All right finally read all of Death Vigil, the first volume. Nice, It nice. is so freaking good. Yeah. I'm not going to try and say his name. Step on Cedric, whatever. <laughs> if that's how you say it. What, okay, anyway. If that's your real so, name, so good. Steve. <laughs> the writing and um, the art is just fantastic. I love the characters. I loved the plot. I thought that there was a really complex situation. Um, and at times it could be a bit like, confusing and kind of frazzling, but um, you kind of carry on with it and it all starts to make sense. You're like, oh, okay, just like, you know, you can backtrack and be like, oh, this all makes a bit more sense to me. Uh, But he does a really good job of giving you a ton of content um, and, you know, making this great story for you to check out um, in one volume, although the first volume is like eight issues. Um, I read Batgirl Volume 2 finally Um, I love this series I think that Babs is so great in this I love how complex she is I love how um, there's a wide variety of supporting characters Uh, it's full of diversity and the art and the writing again it's so good I know a lot of people are still missing Gail Simone's um, run but I think that these guys and Gal are doing a bang-up job. Um, I read Saga 31. Uh, Steve mentioned this last week, but it's so good. It's kicks off a new arc, and we get more Hazel than ever before. Thought it was so good. Deadly Class Volume 2. If you guys aren't reading this, you should be. (laughs) It is badass. It's so great. Um, Wes Craig and Rick Remender are at the top of their game here, and... I don't currently think there is a better Remender series on shelves um I agree. let's see let's see i think that's more or less all i've got oh rat queen's really good i uh read all the issues that i've been missing out on 11 to 13 and tess fowler was a really great choice for this art um stepan Cedric, uh was good but I think Tess is a better fit, and I really love her style on these characters. Um, her and Curtis are really seemingly working well together, and um, it continues to be fantastic.
2: Stephanie, that was a Bob level lightning round right yeah. there. You had yes! you had twenty seven seconds left.
3: Yes! <laughs> you can't see it, but I'm dancing. <laughs> oh,
2: we! I think we can, we all can see it.
3: <laughs> um, for sure. Yeah. In the bag. All, All right. right. Bring in, everyone.
1: Uh, now does go. Bet Girl Volume 2 get us up to the wedding? Yes. Okay, awesome. Yeah.
3: And I, I tweeted to them. I'm like, you guys, like, I'm, like, at work. I have some feelings. And <laughs> um, Babs was like, yeah, this, like, issue was, like, real important to me and uh, really important that we nailed it. And I was just like, uh, 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 so good. Um,
2: What's really funny about what you just said is, it sort of sounds like you thought you were talking to the
1: fictional character.
3: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> cool. Sure. Perfect. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I think it's great that DC gets these trades out now so yeah. much more quickly than yes, before. It's true. Very important it's stuff. Good. Good to be stuff.
3: fair, I didn't have the trade. I think this isn't out, quite out yet, but I had everything collected individually. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Gotcha.
2: And it's actually, I mean, I... This is the question that I'm not really asking you, Stephanie. I'm kind of asking in general. When they put out the they put out the first volume of their run, but they didn't call it Volume One, right? They called it.
1: They, I don't think they called it Volume Four or Five. No, or, I think it is the trade is Volume One of Batgirl of Oh, Okay, that's good. I, I was right.
2: wondering about right. that. I was wondering right. the what they are still.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say because like the second volume is
3: yeah. Volume Two, yeah. Family yep. Business.
2: Oh, Okay, great. That's great. I, I was I just wondering about that because I think it's. That's really, also really, it could seem like it could be confusing, but I think it's a smart move by them because it's such a departure from the stuff before. Mm -hmm. Cool. Nice. All right.
1: Bob, you've got three minutes. And go. Uh, All new, all different Avengers 2 is kind of more of the same. Not bad, but not gripping either. Art looks good. And this is odd to say Mark Wade's story so far isn't very special for a new launch of a, a team title. The art concludes next issue, so my hopes are that this book will take off moving forward. Villains,
2: eh, eh, eh.
1: Uh, conversely, Doctor Strange has been fabulous since the get-go, and the third issue, no exception. Jason Aaron's story and Chris Bachalo's art combined to create a very special book—one I can't recommend more highly. You even got someone turned on to buying new comics again because of this. Hey, uh, and this issue, some magic-eating interdimensional slugs have invaded Manhattan, Yep. and when Stephen figures out what's going on, even he's brought up short. Which he's the Sorcerer Supreme, but he is. Uh, while on the subject of traveling through odd places, Howard the Duck 2 by Chip Zdarsky and guest artist Veronica Fish tells the backstory of the two gender-swapped characters we saw at the end of number one. Oh. Oh. Lots of fun stuff there and surprisingly touching. You know, I'll pass that along. Uh... There's also Rocket Girl Number no. 7, Brandon Montclair, Amy Reader about traveling sideways and so on. The young Johansson is trying to get inside of Quinta Mechanics to get her jetpack returned to her when all heck break loose, much as it does back in her future, which is the past, which is the future. It's <laughs> confusing. Anyway, uh, obviously great art, fabulous story, and there's a wonderful sequence, of battle set in Radio City Musical where the actual page layout replicates the iconic ceiling of Radio City Musical as the panels go sort of up and across as always just really sensational it's a shame there are not more of these but when they come out it's all worth your money finally there's harley's little black book number one with story by amanda connor and jimmy Palmiotti, and glory b art by ms connor and john Timms. now this will be a series of one shots each featuring a different dc guest star and this first time out is wonder woman of whom it turns out harley's been a fan for her entire life we get some harley argent story here it's it's really funny as Harley tries to find a way to team up with the Amazon princess in the worst possible way. She basically gasses her, kidnaps her, and steals her stuff to try to stop some bad guys, given given that. What's really special, what I've complained a lot about Harley as much as I love it, has been the art has been a little too realistic. Amanda Conner's great comic and cartoony sense on this book now takes us into Looney Tunes territory. No matter how many bazookas and gas bombs are fired, it is now staggeringly funny. And a great buy, even though it was $5. All
2: right.
0: So says nice. Bob. So, says, so Bob. says I. I really like the art in this. I, I yeah. think I dig it a little bit more than uh, when Canonis was uh, working on it. It's very different this time around, Dan. Steve. I know. Yeah. What the hell are you talking Blasphemy. about? Blasphemy. I love Joe. We're on a first name basis. Look, it's, <laughs> it's, 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 it's Linda the Duck. I just I just think it looks great. That's, I think yeah, it is. But
1: that's not Howard, that's Linda.
0: Oh. Hey now, <laughs> Linda the duck. Um, no, I just, it was like the first thing I noticed mm-hmm. when I opened it. I was mm-hmm. like, Hey, wait a minute. This looks great. And, uh,
1: man, 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 see, yeah.
2: As, you know, and I, I, you know, I talked about duck trains in the context of, of the pricing, but I did think it was, it was a very good issue and I, I enjoy mm-hmm. the book immensely. Uh, it's got great action. It's got, uh, great, crazy magic stuff going mm-hmm. on as well. A lot of fun. Lot that of fun. and
0: Iron Man have been fantastic.
2: It's true. Iron Man has been very, uh, very, very good. Um, and issue four was also was still was also very good. Yeah. Though it's what has one of those like stupid like misleading covers. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> de- yeah, definitely. Because not to spoil it for everybody, Mary Jane's in the issue, but she's not. She's in like a page of the issue. Oh, that's a rip. Yeah, yeah I mean, almost. she seems like she will be in issues going yeah. forward, but she's just really at the very end of, of of the book for the most part but uh yeah iron man
1: number 4 was was really good as, as well um well before we go any further i saw i i'm why well, am remembering this hmm. there was an so a little note today guess what's delayed another week secret wars secret wars another <laughs> week <laughs> another week <laughs> excellent
0: yeah
2: it's only a week now let's see as we get closer <laughs> um but yeah iron man again really really great i liked his like gundam his, like, Gundam suit yeah. that he was wearing at one point or whatever. All very cool. Very, very enjoyable book. Um, big fan. So, uh, like I said, I don't really have a, a book. I'll, I'll do three minutes. I'm probably going to do three minutes just on uh, on Daredevil, uh, just to talk about it really quickly. So I'm going to start my three minutes and go. So Daredevil number one. This is Charles Soule and uh, artist Ron Garney. I'll start by saying that the book looks wonderful. It's a wonderful-looking book. R- Ron Garney just... I don't know. It's it's just a a special look I, I think to the book, and I want to give also ample credit to uh, the the colorist on the book. Wait a second here, um, uh, Matt Mila is the colorist on the book because the, the the marriage of those two things is just wonderful, and it's a lot of the absence of color. It's a lot of you know blacks and and reds and 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 muted you know purples and you know all this kind of stuff. Um, really, really really good uh we've got matt murdoch obviously he's working he's the pro- he's a prosecutor now oh, so that's sort of the the the, the new kind of swing is that he no longer keeps people out of jail he's here to put the bad guys both in, behind bars both at night and during the day when he is the prosecutor um the the kind of big deal about this is that obviously if you were reading mark wade's run for uh for the a really long time you know that the basically the last you know the whole second half of of the series basically dealt with kind of the world knowing that Matt Murdock was Daredevil, and in this issue they don't know they don't know that he's Daredevil anymore, um, and we are led to believe that Matt did something to make that so. So we don't really know what that is yet, but that's sort of the hook of, of, of this issue. Um, I enjoyed the issue. I I did not I did not really go go crazy for the issue. Um, it's one of those things where I definitely want to give it an- another shot. I want to give it another issue. Um, you know, I didn't have problems with the tone. I think Charles Soule does a, does a really good job here, but I I feel like there's a little too much emphasis sort of on the the, the sort of the the new character and. Some more events on, on sort of like the, the badness happening in, in the shadows rather than sort of on Matt. And, and that's really what I came to love about the Mark Wade stuff and what, you know, I'm assuming we'll get a lot of in the Charles Soul run. There's just not a ton of it here. You know, it's much more about being Daredevil than it is about being Matt Murdock. And so I just I'm hoping that that changes as we go on. It's a good first issue. I don't think it was a great first issue. Uh, Steve, what do you think of it?
0: Um, I kind of feel a little bit the same way that you do. Uh, I, I did enjoy it and the art is spectacular. I was actually I had no idea who the artist was until I opened up the book and I was pleasantly surprised to find out that it was Garney. Um, it just it's a little too soon for me in terms of its of its release. And I know they gotta get these things out the door and Daredevil's very popular from the show and everything, but the Mark Wade Daredevil turned out to be, in the end, one of my favorite comic book series of all time. Like it's one of the best things I've ever read. And it just ended. So, doing the the tonal shift and and changing uh you know not Matt's identity but just the awareness of the Daredevil character and just going from like the light into the dark, you know stepping back into the shadows with this character um I enjoyed it, but it's gonna take me probably another issue or two to really settle into it um I was very comfortable with mark wade's run Mm. and and just the way that the character and his friends and all those people were presented and it was you know not always funny and light i mean it had a darkness to Mm -hmm. it as well but there was always uh like a warmth throughout the series whether it was one character caring for another or just the the color palette of it and stuff like that this is very cold and and um I mean, visually, it's it's spectacular. You know, I, I I love that that color combination. I think it's it's great for it to be its own thing to bring Daredevil back into like the darkness. I just don't know that I'm totally ready to turn off the lights yet.
2: It's very dramatic. I know. It's I'm trying really. I'm, dra- I'm
0: trying really hard to be
2: dramatic. It's really dramatic. Well, you're succeeding. <laughs> Thank you. <You're laughs> so <welcome>. good job. <laughs> uh, I'm just trying to make you laugh, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but I. I mean, I agree. I mean, I think it's been a few months. Right? It's been three months, probably. I think at least. Been long enough. Well, it's never going to be long oh. enough. If it's one of your favorite things of all time, it's never it going to be long enough.
0: You know, relationships they take a yeah. while. To... It takes
2: double the amount of time. Yeah. But- So it's like it's 10 years, though. I might not like this book for 10 years. (laughs) I
0: don't know. (laughs) No, I don't know. No, I I did. I enjoyed it. I just, it's very different. Mm -hmm, It's very different from the Daredevil that we've been reading. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't like, I didn't have that reaction where, like, I really enjoyed Gail Simone's Batgirl a lot. But when Brendan and, and, and Babs and everyone took it over, it was, I, like, immediately... I, I warmed to it right away. Like, you know, the opposite. Somebody flipped a switch and mm-hmm. I was like, oh my God, like this is this is amazing and this is, you know, fun and energetic and all of these things. And this is the opposite of that. Where you're you're now you're now taking, you know, the, the color out, you're taking the lightness out, you're taking kind of the jokiness. So far it's only one issue. Mm-hmm. But it's very serious in tone. Even the villain that we're introduced to doesn't look like a villain that we would have encountered in the Wade stuff. Mm. And since that's my only exposure with the exception of reading, uh, the Frank Miller book, um, I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head, but, um, I I just, it's different. Sometimes different things take time.
2: It's true. It's true. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. It's just so true.
0: I, uh, yeah.
2: All right. So moving on. Sure. Steve, Hey. What was your book of the week? I don't know. I'm yeah, just you changed no, it last I, I did. I, ch- I changed it a lot tonight, <laughs> actually.
0: I'm, I'm a mess this week. I, uh, it was a very weird uh, comic book reading week for me. But one of the things that I did pick up because I wanted to, you know, we're starting to gather our stuff and make sure that we didn't miss anything and, and whatever. So one of the things I've been collecting uh, ever since it came out, but haven't read it since the first issue is Jeff Lemire, Emmy Lennox, and Jordi Belair's Plutona this is uh, only a four issue series unfortunately the last issue of it doesn't come out until february from what i've heard um so however that worked out it's unfortunate but i will tell you this the day that it comes out i will be there for it because the series is pretty damn good uh you got kind of this situation of this uh you know eclectic mix of kids they all go to school together And one day, uh, they, their little brother, they're bringing him home from school. He kind of walks off and disappears. They find him in the woods. And one of the local superheroes has fallen in battle, presumably. And that's kind of where the first issue leaves you. Um, there is kind of a, a backup to this, uh, drawn by Jeff Lemire, and of course written by him mm-hmm. as well, that you get to see uh, the Plutona superhero character, who she is outside of the scenario. And in each issue, they bring you closer and closer to the event of how she actually be- came to be found in the woods. Um, what makes this book really interesting is that it's got kind of a like a stand-by-me vibe uh, a little bit kind of like how Paper Girls has this, you know, this group of kids that they they rag on each other constantly and they're, they're always poking fun, but they're still looking out for each other at the same time. And, you know, you've got your your resident bad boy, your anime freak and, you know, the little brother and just it's it's one of those like Scooby Doo kind of things. However, the book takes a bit of a dark turn towards mm-hmm. like issue three, I would say. Uh, and by the end of issue three, things just get really, really weird, and it go it goes to a place that I I didn't expect, and it's because of a person. You would it's he's the, they're the last person that you would have pegged to, kind of throw a wrench into the works, and they do, and it just it brought the it brought the the story to a whole different level, and uh, it went from being kind of this light mystery about this superhero that's fallen to being really dark and sinister and just kind of changing, changing its face uh, on you in the middle of a a story. I mean, it's only four issues. So you're like, okay, you know, they're going to find her, they're going to help her. And you know, the day will be saved and the city will be okay. And all of this stuff. And no. no, 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 that is not what happens in this book. And I'm really interested in it. I'm, 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 I'm upset that it's not coming out frankly this month and that we don't get to finish it before we do of our our end of the year stuff it would have to be pushed to next but um i imagine once it's collected it's a really super cool uh thing and it doesn't feel doesn't feel like a jeff lemire book to me like it does in certain aspects but it's definitely the farthest from kind of what his like independent story norm would be or what you'd come to expect from him um, definitely the darkness creeping in starts to remind you like who you're reading, but um, the fact that it takes a little while to get there, it doesn't hold that tone the whole time is deceiving and it makes me like it even more. So yeah, there you go. It's uh Plutona from Image Comics and it's Jeff Lemire, Emmy Lennox and Jordi Belair on colors. Cool.
2: Yeah. And it, issues one through three are out right now. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Now you can have a
0: best of for next year too. Yeah. It could be in both years. Yeah, I mean certainly I would have I definitely would have considered it for uh for limited series if uh if it was finished. It's kind of hard to uh without knowing how it ends yeah. to to endorse <laughs> it whole entirely. But so far it's it's quite excellent.
2: Awesome. Stephanie. Hey. Hey, lay that book of the week
3: on us. All right. So, my book of the week is Hellboy and the BPRD Volume 1 1952. Okay. So, This is Mike Mignola with art by John Arcudi and covers by Alex Maleev and colors by Dave Stewart. So this is the very first adventure of Hellboy um, officially being put on a mission. Um, He joins up with the BPRD um, uh, and they go to a Brazilian village um, to check out a series of murders that have been going on there that seem to have a paranormal um, side to them. So uh, the first thing you need to understand about this is Hellboy has been around forever. The BPRD has been around forever. The verse in general has been around forever. The amazing thing about them is all of these books are uh, still books that you can pick up just about any volume of Hellboy the BPRD, Lobster Johnson, um, any of them, and you can pick them up and read them and you don't need to have had any prior knowledge of Hellboy. Um, For this book in particular, uh, they explain who the BPRD currently is, uh, Professor Brudenholm, um, and the team that Hellboy is being sent out with. Um, A lot of them are characters that you haven't seen before and some of them are, uh, but they still explain all of that to you and tell you, you know, how long they've been with the BPRD um, and all that kind of stuff in a really condensed and easy uh, to digest kind of way. Um, so this is a five issue miniseries um, and yeah, basically Hellboy and the agents head out to um, this, this town that's being plagued by something bad and shock they find something bad. I don't know. I don't know (laughs) if that's a shock. Probably not. Um, But along the way, in addition to what they're up against, Hellboy is fighting um, against other people who still think that he is going to be the cause of the apocalypse. Like he's going to bring the end of times. And as such, Um, they don't know if he's a good guy or a bad guy. He's never been out in the field so far. He's just been contained in the BPRD building. And, um, so he's a target for people who, for a group of people that also know that he exists. Um, so in addition to all this stuff, he is, you know, trying to survive that. So this is Um, is 1952, you said?
2: Yeah. Okay. So just so you know, I know you said it before, but, uh, Alex Maliv is actually the interior artist on it. Jaron uh, Kudi is the co-writer of it.
3: Oh, okay. Because I'm looking at um,
2: yeah.
3: a thing, and it says the opposite. Sorry. Oh, really?
2: That's weird. No, I uh, no, I'm I'm just, yeah, no. It's Alex. I Malieve. think Alex
3: Malieve maybe did the colors for the covers because it looks more like his art to me.
2: Yeah, he did the covers as well, but I think mm-hmm. he did the interiors too.
3: So maybe it's. He did the interiors, and Dave Stewart did the colors for the interiors. Yeah, Dave Stewart definitely did the colors for the interiors. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um. Anyways, yeah. So, Mike McNeil and John Arcudi wrote it. <laughs> um. Anyways, I I thought this was a really solid Hellboy story. Um. I I loved it actually. Um. And in my exploration of this universe, which I'm you know, on this constant um, mission to try and do. This is, again, one of the great stories um, that you guys should be checking out. And again, you don't need any knowledge of Hellboy whatsoever to jump in. There's no, um, if you've seen the movies, the only characters that you'll recognize uh, really are, uh, the Professor, and Hellboy. Everyone else is um, specifically from uh, the comics and the uh and or haven't been introduced as mm-hmm. of 1952.
2: Right. This is like Hellboy's first adventure, like you said. right? Yeah. yeah.
3: yeah. So like I think I talked about the Midnight Circus mm-hmm. last year. Two years ago. Yeah. Okay. Is it? So that yeah. one was, you know, for instance, Hellboy running away as a little boy. Uh-huh. But this is like his first official mission. Like the professor has sent him out with this team and he is charged with being a part of this. Like he didn't just, you know, like sneak off. Um, so this is his first official mm-hmm. um, outing. Right. Yeah.
1: All right. Sounds like fun. Now, how much is, it's, it's Dark Horse, so usually affordable and with lots of cool stuff.
3: Yeah. Um, Let me take a look. Oh, I guess I probably shouldn't look on Amazon.ca. I
1: think it's $20
2: list, but you can probably get it for less than that, I would assume.
3: I would assume so. Yeah. I mean, and Dark Horse is really good about, um, you know, they're like image, like pricing things really reasonably. Yeah. Um, And even in Canada where things are so expensive it's only like 16 bucks so it's probably like $5 in the US. <laughs> wow.
2: <laughs> that's how it works. Yeah. That's how the exchange they... rate. Yes.
3: <laughs> yep. There you go. Canada metric.
2: <laughs> All right. So that's uh Hellboy in the BPRD 1952 volume 1. Mhm. All right. Bob. Yeah. You're going to talk sorry. about a
1: character you've never talked about before. Not me. It's going to be a completely out of left field. Yes. I can't believe it. It's been coming for 17 issues <laughs> that was going to have to come up. My book of the week is Sensation Comics 17 by Trina Robbins and Chris Gugliotta. And this is the finale, at least for now, of Sensation Comics.
3: Googly eyes.
1: <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. You going to put that in the post. A googly eyes. It on. had to be said. Yes. Yeah. Uh, for my money. Sensation has been the truest interpretation of Wonder Woman on the stands, uh, most near to the historical norms of this character. So it's sort of said it's going away. But again, we had 17 really great issues and 50-something digital, I guess. So this last issue is a book-length story, and again, written by uh, Trina, and is entitled The Island of Lost Souls, which is a nod to the classic 32 film of the same name, which is based on H.G. Wells' 1896 novel, The Island of Dr. Moreau. which has been made Mm -hmm. twice more and badly both times. You don't Uh, like the Marlon Brando, Val Kilmer version or whatever? (laughs) I saw that in the theater. I remember walking out of it being like, what have I done to myself? My sympathies. (laughs) Uh, Go see the original with Charles Lawton. Uh, It is really pretty scary. It's it's pre-code. And Wells' novel is about vivisection. More than is anything else, it's about experimenting on animals and cutting them into pieces and doing all sorts of terrible things. And he was very anti that. And so it, Dr. Murrow is doing these terrible things as a stand-in for scientists doing other terrible things. But because it's pre code it's it's very harrowing and you get a very interesting Bela Lugosi performance as well. Sorry. So, right. Island of Laws. So is available from, it's Criter- I think Criterion put it out. No, Criterion did the most dangerous game. It's on one of those Universal Paramount sets. Anyway, forget that. That's for that's for the other show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the story revolves around the cheetah who has come to Diana for help as the serum which transforms her to the character is running out and every time she turns back, she's in worse and worse shape. It, it's eating her alive in essence. The only place this now grows because of clear-cutting of forests and everything else, is One Little Island Off Borneo, which is now the subject of some very big business concerns, a very big businessman in the D.C. universe, played by a guy with goofy hair in a movie trailer we'll talk about later. (laughs) And a scientist who inhabits this island who's doing a whole bunch of odd experiments on animals. So, hence where we're going here. Uh, Story is a great blend of old and new ideas. Uh, You get a very resolute yet caring Diana. And some of her old-time powers, you get a nice... It's the Barbara Minerva cheater. 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 (laughs) I shouldn't have had that glass of wine before I came. (laughs) Um, So you have that... She's really a bad person, wants to do really bad things, but as she nears the end of her life, she's starting to realize, well, maybe I should do something a little different here. Uh, The art is very sort of... uh, It's it's sort of manga-influenced in a way, but it's also yet very cartoony, very sketchy, very pastel, uh, almost chalky in in that sort of way. And I think it gets some really heartfelt moments out of that combination of the two things. Uh, It's it's been great reading these stories of the more classic Wonder Woman, and who better to ring down the curtain than Trina Robbins. Uh, It's Sensation 17.
2: All right. Very nice, Bob. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: What's the new digital series? Isn't there Wonder Woman Digital? Legend of Wonder Woman just started. It's, uh, what's her name? Lisa Del Rey. Okay. Uh, That begins print, I think it's next month, early into January. All right. And Grant Morrison's coming too? Yeah. Yes. That got got solicited.
2: It got solicited in February. It's not until April. Yeah. So, eight years after it was announced, it will finally be out. (laughs) All right. Okay. So, Stephanie. she's not there. She's, yes. yeah, No. She, now she's here. Uh you picked the book for book of the week this week. I did. So why do you not have a book of the week? I don't. You you weren't listening at the beginning of the show where I said I don't have a book of the week.
3: <laughs> yeah, but I thought you were going to talk about Harrow County.
2: I said I'm not going to talk about it cuz we're going to talk about it a lot, I think, in the next couple of weeks and stuff like that. So gonna leave it. Oh. It's it's a fantastic book. Everyone should read it. Uh if you like horror books, it's it if if you if you like sort of um, you know, Americana horror books especially, it it definitely is something pretty special and the art by uh Tyler Crook is perfect. It's absolutely perfect for it. So, check it out. I'll, we'll talk about it a lot more in in the coming weeks for sure. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So, uh, I just didn't
3: want you to miss out.
2: Thank you, Stephanie. I appreciate it. I did but I did not I did not forget myself this time around. Okay, cool. Good. Um tell us about Mystery Girl,
3: Stephanie. Yeah, I'm here to actually talk about the book that I actually picked. Yeah. Um, so Mystery Girl is Paul Tobin and Alberto Albuquerque. Um, it's about a girl who is a street detective and she somehow knows the answer to everything. Um, every mystery that could possibly be solved, she's already solved. Um, she doesn't know how she knows the answer. She went to a party one night. And after she woke up the next day, she knew the answers to everything. Um, so you, she's obviously somebody that, as a street detective, she has like a little booth set up, um, like sort of a busker. And people come by and talk to her and ask her questions. And she, um, some of the people who are friends, she'll answer things. And other people, she'll... Um, charge a fee if they're there specifically to see her. Um one such person comes by um and I, I believe her name's Trine. Trina? Um Trine.
2: I, I Trine? Trine? I don't I I I, I Yes, yeah, so it's something yeah. like that. Uh Trini? Yeah. It's
3: T-R-I-N-E. Um, maybe Trini. Um anyways, so uh somebody comes by and basically asks her a pretty ridiculous question in the sense that no one could possibly know the answer to this. And she fully expects to not this for this thing to be out of her realm of knowledge. And as it turns out, it's not. Um, So instead of having this woman um, pay her, she sort of launches um, into an adventure from there. And um, the the book really builds up like um, it's half introduction to the character and what she can do, and then it's half build up to what I assume um, the remaining um, issues of this arc will be about. Um, does that explain it?
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, what do you think of it, Bob? I really enjoyed it a lot. Uh, very intriguing character, Some I've, I've never seen. Quite before, uh, it is a lot of setup, but it's so entertaining. Trini is look, she's the mayor of her block, and she's just sort of in charge, sitting there on the sidewalk. Her little sign, uh, where is that sign? Wrote Okay, all mysteries revealed, everything solved already. No questions asked. Just sitting, there, having a glass of wine, chatting with folks, just sort of constituent visits as as we go along here. It's a nice. It's just a nicely structured setup. We get to uh, a mystery that then turns on its head. Something that you, you, I don't want to, since Stephanie didn't spoil it, I'm not going there either, but it is just so bizarre and yet so in character because of where we're going here. Having read not a whole bunch of Paul Tobin, but Bandit takes those weird leaps of logic that seem perfectly logical in this context. And this just works. This is a, a girl who does know any, know everything, it seems, including where Oodle's dog toy went. <laughs> and yet, there's something she needs to know, desperately needs to know, and it's just charming. It's just absolutely wonderful. The art is really—is it sort of Eon Fluxy to anybody? A yes, little um, bit. Uh, maybe more I, detailed in the backgrounds, but there's sort of an angularity, Felipe Andre kind of. It's the
0: same artist as Letter Forty
1: Four. Okay. Yeah. Uh you know, you get to a, a cliffhanger sort of, not really cuz you know she'll continue for next issue sort of. I just want to keep going. I just want there to be more of this as I finished and that's always a great sign for me.
2: All right. Ah, uh, Steve. So, little, oh yeah, little Easter egg there. Yeah, uh-huh. little 44. Um what do you think of it? Uh I thought it was okay. I um I don't think that I fell
0: in love with it, but um I definitely enjoyed the lead character. I thought she was uh, quite interesting. Um I liked the setup of the book more than I liked where it seems like it's going. The the mystery that is looks to be like the main focus of the next couple issues mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily interest me all that much um as opposed to like getting to know her or maybe keeping it on a smaller scale and and solving, you know, Crimes or mysteries like within a neighborhood where it's a little bit more uh, close knit, bringing her on a on, you know, like an expedition. I don't know how that's going to work out. I like Paul Tobin uh, a lot. I think he's a he's a fantastic writer. And uh, it was cool to see uh, Albuquerque doing another book. I haven't seen anything since Letter 44. And like I just said, there's even a little uh, art Easter egg of somebody wearing a Letter 44 shirt. And um, I didn't even put that together until my second read-through. I thought the dialogue was cool. She's a little standoffish in terms of of people getting to know her too well, but she seems like maybe she'll give us a a couple of treats here and there as to her background and stuff like that. I have a couple of questions about some of the things happening in the book. There is uh, kind of like a hitman of sorts walking around that uh, I don't know what to make of that yet. Um, the dialogue from him I thought was a little silly and it just, I just, I don't see where he, where he ties into the story just yet. It's funny. It's called mystery girl and I left it having a lot of questions. Okay. So <laughs> I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was, I thought it was fun. I think the setup is interesting. I like her, um, kind of the person that, that, uh, deputized and, and trained her. I think their relationship is a lot of fun. Um, and I can't help but wonder if something has to do with those birds that are always around her how she knows stuff. Maybe she's Dr. Doolittle, his daughter or something. She's Odin.
2: I don't Gals. know. That's the, that's the mystery. She's Dr. Doolittle's daughter. <laughs> the, way, the
0: way that, the way that I left it is this. I, I thought it was interesting. It's not something that I would probably pick up a second issue of just yet. But if I, if I hear from people that it's continuing to, to be good and things are kind of unraveling, it's definitely something that I would revisit in a trade format or even if, cause I picked it up digitally, I would, you know, throw two more issues on the pile mm. after Word of Mouth uh, got back to me that
2: it was good. All right. Cool. Yeah. Stephanie, you've picked this book. What did you think of it?
3: I really enjoyed it. Um, I mean, I'm a big fan of Bandette and Paul Tobin, and I thought that this had a lot of charm uh, to it that kind of came straight from the pages of Bandette. Uh, a different kind of charm, but um, Paul Tobin writes women very well, and he, he seems to have a great grasp on just realizing that we're humans and coming up with these incredibly interesting stories on things that haven't quite been done before. Like they're close, but they're yet, they're still completely original. Um, And he seems to just have a lot of fun writing and working with um, a wide variety of artists. Uh, Colin Coover is his partner, um, I believe. And you know, on this and I was the cat. Um, it, it's just a really interesting switch up, um, you know, from book to book. And I I think that Paul Tobin may be like one of the most underrated writers right now. Like he, he does a lot of stuff for himself, but the stuff that he puts out is consistently great and fun and interesting. And I... I was a little bit nervous choosing this because I was like, "Oh my god, what if we all hate it?" <laughs> um, I lo- I know nothing about this book, um, but I was really happy, uh, happily surprised, pleasantly surprised. All yep.
2: right. Yeah. So for me, I-, I think I I fall somewhere sort of in between Steve and-, and and Bob and Stephanie. Sort of. I I think the first issue has a lot of charm, and I and I think that word is is, is very is very apt to describe the book. I think I understand setting up her power, but I feel like they set it up too much. I feel like there's, a, I feel like for me personally reading the story, there are two, there are one too many her just knowing the answer. Like after one or two, you kind of get it, you know. And so I feel like there was a little bit too much set up in, in, in the first issue. That doesn't is mean what I think, what I think is there is not utterly charming and, and fun and well-written and really clever as well. But I did feel a little bit like I had a a spinning the wheel sort of feeling to the beginning. Um, You know, to your point, Steve, about, you know, wanting to solve mysteries sort of in the neighborhood, there are no mysteries, to solve she knows the answers to everything so there is no mystery to solve but what
0: if there was one that she didn't
2: the only mystery that she doesn't know how to solve is how she knows how to solve all these mysteries so Mm -hmm. you know that i think that's part of why we have to bring it to a a different place you know i didn't expect it to go where it went i didn't there's sort of seemed almost like an indiana jones type of vibe that's gonna become, become part of this which i think is which i think is cool um and you know i think the villain stuff to me is interesting because I don't know what's going on with him and I don't understand what he's doing. I don't understand why he's asking people to memorize his face. I don't, you know, I don't know. Um, and, and I'm intrigued that they didn't really link it to her in any sort of way yet. I don't know. You know, um, Not just that scientist, Those just journals it, are, yeah. Really yeah. So far. S- and you know how they're going to sort of intersect at some point, which you know is going to happen. Uh, you know who knows what what, what that's going to be so I liked that a lot Um, you know and I I do I said before I do really like that idea that she has the answer to everything except what happened to her I think that's a a great hook and a great premise and a great character beat for 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 him and you know it's interesting what I do the only thing I will say in 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 positivity towards the amount of times that she has to talk to people through the beginning of the book is that I like this idea of thinking about if someone had the answers to everything, how would they go about dealing not with, you know, talking to people about what's what happened, but all the questions that that would follow w- from that. A- a- and I enjoy the idea of her having like certain rules that, that she won't talk about, but then in the end, like if she sort of seems to like a person, she's sort of like, just, yeah, just, just I'll it. stop it when it's, I don't want to talk about it anymore. And and I enjoy sort of that idea. I like, I like it when things explore the weird intricacies of higher concept things, you know, like, um, it, it, cause I often think about them myself when I'm watching something, you know, and often it'll lead to me like laughing to myself cause it will seem ridiculous in my head. But, you know, I always think about like, um, you know, in the, the, the Ben Affleck daredevil movie when, Sorry. when Joe pants, th- puts the, the lighter down yeah, and yeah. It, it the big two, two, two D's are all written in gasoline and like perfect interlaced D's uh, uh, in the thing. I try to picture daredevil making the two D's with like the, with like the gasoline. Um, And those, that's like a silly version of it, but this is the same thing. Like, you know, it goes into intricacies of how someone would use something so big. And I I like stuff like that. It definitely has potential, but like, I feel like a broken record sometimes When I say this stuff, it feels to me like, if the four issues or whatever were out and read them all together, I would really like them. But here there isn't enough for me to want to pick up something month to month.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. That's my breakdown. Um, but yeah, really good lead character, really clever, uh, smart, charming book. Wide I'd- cast of, of characters too, yeah.
0: of, of all different types, which was very cool to see. Yeah,
2: yeah absolutely. And a uh, really great art by Albuquerque uh, of the Alberto Persuasion, Um, (laughs) and yeah, I mean, I look forward to reading it when when it's collected. So, anybody say anything they want to say about the book?
0: Mm -mm. I think I'm good.
2: All right, let's see if we have uh, any responses from our listeners. Um, Steve, are you still in process of picking your book for next week? No, I'm good. You got it. Yep. All right, just give me a second here. Well, why don't you tell us what your what what your what you're thinking of picking? While I look Um, up, there was all right.
0: So there was a bunch of stuff uh, on the chopping block. I'm trying to watch the wallet. A little bit for people. I know that we've uh, been picking some uh, some hefty titles, but my uh, my book is Violent Number One from Image. Uh, it's written by Ed. Yay!
3: Brisson.
0: <laughs> All right, <What> is it? <laughs> we got one. Uh, Violent Number One, writer Ed Brisson and art by Adam Gorham, and uh, says from Ed Brisson, Sheltered. You remember how awesome that was, mm-hmm. and Adam Gorham uh, of Dead Drop comes an all new uh, ongoing series meet Mason an ex-con and former drug addict who's trying to give up his old life he's got more important things to live for now a wife struggling to contain her own addiction and a young daughter who needs them both when threatened with losing his daughter mason falls into old habits stumbling through a string of desperate criminal acts when repercussions quickly become deadly serious dun, 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 dun.
3: i had a chance to look through this a little bit um at oh yeah i was at comic-con in toronto this weekend
0: mm-hmm. 2.99 by the way
3: <laughs> um and it looks so good and my cutie patootie friend adam and i used to work at a movie store way back before <laughs> either of us worked in comics and i'm just like so proud of you Gorum.
0: that's awesome
3: <laughs> i'm so proud of you buddy <laughs>
0: I saw okay. um, you uh, posted a like things to look out for column on the site and you had this on your list yeah. and you made a comment about it. And I very much agreed with your, your comment of that. It's cool to see something uh, that's like true, true to life, like in the idea of characters struggling with, with addictions and things like that, kind of bringing it down a notch and away from some of the
2: superhero fantasy stuff. Mm-hmm. Stephanie it's also not a post-apocalyptic or science fiction mm-hmm. book <laughs> That's from true. Age, um, which is a uh, something to be said a uh, couple of reactions to mystery girl uh, this is from uh, Paul Gorbet or Gorbit I don't know which one it is um, I really enjoyed it. it reminded me of unforgettable TV sh- the TV show already uh, subscribed on digital after number one nice uh, Mike who's at liberal Bastion says I really liked mystery girl it Reminded me a little of John Flood guess I'm a sucker for quirky detective stories and uh, Fall Up, Get Down says, like the character That's development, great. apart from Killer, who seems one-dimensional, not sure about art, but story enough to mean I'll be back. Cool. He'll be back. <laughs> I'll be back. Sorry. Did you see I'll that thing here. where
0: uh, Schwarzenegger dressed up as a Terminator for the day and went into the Madame Tussauds and was like, he would stand stock still and wait for people to take photos with like the dummy, and then he'd just oh, yeah, react yeah. and uh, scare the crap out of them? That was pretty funny. And then there was, uh, there was an, a Terminator impersonator on the street. And he walked up to him. He's like, what are you doing? <laughs> just, he asked, some guy was parked in a red light in a truck, and he, uh, he ripped open the door and just, get out. <laughs> I was like, I can't take my truck, man. <laughs> so funny. can okay, he's a Terminator. That's really funny. I hope nothing bad ever comes out from him, because I like him.
2: So bad stuff has already come out from him. That's true.
0: <laughs> no, more, no, more, no more bad stuff. I have very few people left.
2: <laughs> he was also a horrible governor so there you go as well <laughs> yeah i kind of blocked all of that out <laughs> <laughs> um all right cool so like i said earlier we're gonna just we're gonna talk quickly about you know books that we're excited for creators we we're on the watch for for our end of the year stuff which we'll be doing shortly um and if we say anybody that you agree with please write in and let us know or if you we don't if you don't mention somebody that that you want us to talk about make sure you write in as well and let us know uh who you're thinking so you know it's just very informal there's no sort of like uh but Bob has' all the categories written down I, I I'm not dealing with all the categories I just have uh some books and some creators and stuff that I want to be uh looking out for at this point but uh Bob, since you are so ready to go tell me let's start let's start with a let's start with a mini series let's say a mini series okay, We like, can like, throw a couple out at us what what's some stuff that we should be keeping our eyes open for?
1: Without question for me, Jamie Rich's and Joel Jones's Lady Killer, okay. which I picked up on a whim after just picking one of the covers. Actually, it was, I think, one of the first covers I picked for the year. And just an amazing retro series with a great lead character. Uh, Josie Schuller is a hit woman for some unnamed government agency who sort of wants out, finally. There are always problems with getting out. It's violent and funny and satirical and weird and absolutely beautiful. So Lady Killer from Dark Horse is available as a trade. Yeah. And you do get all the extra covers in the back. Dark Horse is very good about throwing it out there. So that's there's that. Uh, for another one, a particular order, but I'm going to say David F. Walker's Chef, uh, Bookwee Everly. If you're a fan of the movies, or if you came to it from, as I did, the novels from having seen the movies, it is sort of the origin of John Shaft, which is set in, in that New York in the late 60s. He's a Vietnam vet and he learns, he's learned how to survive on the streets, learned how to survive in a different sort of jungle, and coming back and how things aren't any better here than they were there. And you really get a feeling that David F. Walker had absorbed every bit of what Tidyman's novels were and the movies, the old television show, put it out there. Can't wait to see what he's going to do with Power Man and Iron Fist mm. moving forward next year. Absolutely. So those are true for me.
2: Absolutely. See, there are a couple of books at us that we should, be, we should be on the watch for. Any category? Doesn't matter. Um, do, you, do what you want. Sheltered. Sheltered.
0: As, is is going to come up in uh, some discussions. Death Defying Dr. Mirage. Okay. I think uh, definitely is worth some investigation. Uh, What else do I got here? We've already talked to death about Death Vigil, so that's obviously going to be a thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Operation Sin, the Marvel, the the, the Peggy Carter. Yeah, um, really? I don't, dude. You asked me to. Really? These are the preliminary. (laughs) I'm not giving away. I know. I'm just just reading stuff off my list. I
2: know. Just no you want to you
0: really want to know
2: no that's <laughs> <it>. <laughs> i'm trying to throw some people off track I no th- th- it's way... not about throwing people off track cause it's not like a, a smoke screen that's the like, opposite of the point of doing this all right fine <laughs> so forget i said that i'm not asking for your number ones i'm just asking you know we are, so we all know what to, to check out and read alex and ada okay
0: alex and ada um you want a graphic novel
2: you, whatever you want to do heart in a box heart in a box yep all right. Stephanie, you got some books for us to, to throw out there?
3: Yeah, for sure. Um I'm definitely going to be bringing up Apocalyptic Girl, an area for the end times. Um let me see. Um Squirrel Girl. Anyone?
1: Anyone, yeah. anyone some uh, squirrel absolutely. girl?
3: Some Doring Green? <laughs> um Wolf Moon by Colin Bunn. Mm-hmm. that's definitely gonna be making the rounds. Um, hmm. let's see, what else? I'm trying to like, look at my list. I'm like, what did I read? There's <laughs> a lot of stuff. The answer is a lot of stuff. I'm still scrolling. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: is gonna, I'm making notes about stuff I need to read.
3: I don't know. I'm gonna definitely bring up in terms of arcs, um, Genevieve Valentine's Catwoman stuff. Okay. Um, and
2: do you think you do you think you'll be bringing up step aside, pops? In any any way? Well, for sure. Okay, (laughs) I'm just making sure.
3: Just making sure. And Bandette, like there, there's gonna be some, you know, some more Paul Tobin talked about, um, you know, some things. Gotcha. Some things. Gotcha. Uh,
2: for me. (laughs) <laughs> things that are you know things that maybe not on on the radar as, as much right now. Um, Injection, which is a series I came up from mentioned here, was Warren Ellis and Declan Shelby, mm-hmm. um, which I think people should check out. Declan, Declan Shelby has a place on a couple of, of my lists uh, as well, so I think it's important there. Um, Manifest Destiny is another one that I, I will be stumping for big time uh, as we go along. Something that if you haven't read it and you're one of the four people sitting here, you should yeah. you should <laughs> definitely check it out. <laughs> <laughs> so we can uh we can we can talk about that um the the the, the rucca will be well well represented in oh, on yeah. my lists oh yeah um black both black magic and lazarus are things that i'm going to going to be talking about for obviously different categories but both uh pretty go pretty hard on a couple of those um you know, there are some other ones that I'm still sort of debating. You know, I don't know if they're going to make my top three, but they're definitely in, in there. Uh, the Autumnlands by uh, Kurt Busiek is definitely something that uh, it's kind of hovering around. You know, m- my lists. Um, Descender, w- w- Jeff Lemire and Dustin Nguyen, of course. Um, and uh, obviously, we talked about Paper Girls earlier. That's mm-hmm. gonna probably rear its head at, at, at some point, um, you know. And uh, you know, maybe actually, and another we'll one too, a Giant Days is one that's sort of hovering in some of my hey. close on some mm-hmm. of my categories. So it's up there. And uh, I, I'm a medic as well for a miniseries mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, is definitely one that I'm I'm leaning heavily towards.
1: I definitely would like to hear me say you may hear me discuss Nimona. Ah,
2: yes. <laughs> It got released is, this, in, in print this print year. Print this year mm-hmm. after
1: being a trade. And I, I managed to get lovely hardcover. Yeah, yeah. $2 more than the paperback. Yeah. Just pretty, pretty sweet sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a weird single issue. <laughs> Hank Johnson, <laughs> agent of Hydra. Everyone should find Hank Johnson, <laughs> agent of Hydra, which is <laughs> nice. this absolutely screwball one shot. The absolute perfect definition of goofy one shot. <laughs> nice. But it's a guy. He's just, that's what he does for a living. He's a Hydra goon. And he's got to get his kids to school and his wife mm-hmm. off to work and all these sort of things. And he's not having a good day. He gets harassed at work <laughs> by Madame Hydra, which is, you know, pretty, pretty mm-hmm. interesting way to do things. Uh, I wish I could speak more about Sabrina this year.
2: Yeah, I know. You know.
1: But it's just, I can't. I mean, if there's a
2: single issue that you love, that, yeah, that's and something you Yeah, the covers could do. are lovely, but yeah. there's
1: just not enough of that. No, no, that, no. That's really, really a shame.
2: Afterlife with Archie is definitely my, uh, my best overall comics. That's a joke because one issue came out this year. Yes, wow! <laughs> didn't
0: that
2: get? Uh, didn't that win last year
0: for something? Single issue because six. Did. The right. uh, the Sabrina, the Sabrina issue it was so good. Yeah. yeah.
2: Um, you want any more?
0: yeah sure absolutely uh i'll definitely be sharpening my knives for uh both batgirl and gotham academy you don't need to sharpen any knives oh yes i do <laughs> i've been i've done this before especially this like because bob
2: is bob is on the podcast so you don't have to sharpen any knives he's on on team and, team and stephanie academy. just talked about Batgirl. how much he loved it so it's so good yeah. i'm surprised it, you didn't bring up Multiverse. You know, it's definitely well, well Multiverse he can't we can't nominate it for um for miniseries because it won last year yeah.
1: Oh, it
2: was it was the uh, like that the wake situation where we're like okay right. we can nominate this year but if we nominate it this year we can't nominate it next I, year. I
1: had put it on my list and looked through and went oh no no, no. I just gotta I though about that. some of the if, there are issues
2: issues so like ultra comics came out this year which will definitely I'm definitely going to push for for single issues because ultra comics is amazing.
1: Um,
0: I believe I mean we mentioned it earlier. Harrow County will definitely mm-hmm. come yes, up. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Sunstone, Sunstone yes. is going to come up.
2: Why Well, we we know the Stepan we will get his due. By the way, we didn't talk. We talked about how he got like he said he wasn't going to do anymore, and then this yeah. week he said he's going to do another volume of it this year, so, which is awesome. I was
1: so so it's so awesome. Awesome. so excited, so excited. Yeah, um, I may chat about a couple of convergence books.
2: Really? For, like, single-issue stuff, you mean? Or mini-series. Or for miniseries, I didn't right? I not read
1: any of those. Right.
2: Um, Stephanie, any, any other books that you're uh, you thinking you're going to throw out there? Or maybe any creators we should be Nope, watching? everyone else is stupid. All right. Okay, gotcha. I'm kidding. I so don't know. J- just those four um, books that you talked about. Um,
3: Cullen Vaughn.
2: Yeah, Cullen Vaughn is going to be a, a frequent, I think.
3: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. mm-hmm uh marguerite bennett mhm yeah mhm 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 um shape on shape yep Becky um that person that did that thing
2: yep um, annie woo is that who you're talking about <laughs> <Pardon>? <laughs> it's yeah, a, annie woo is that who you're talking about
3: <laughs> maybe
2: yeah. and that book i too. mean
3: yeah. i know who annie woo is yes. but i'm just sort of generalizing gotcha. you know like yeah someone i'm gonna bring up somebody um you know
2: Yep. chip will definitely chip Zdarsky will chip, definitely chip, chip. end up on mm. some some nominations uh, on my end um russell dowderman oh, for yeah. sure mm. artist on thor because that's just amazingly gorgeous stuff uh i Jason think this Ryan Ryan
3: north, is north maybe but he's only here. really yeah. done squirrel girl but i mean i'm still pretty pleased about that <laughs>
1: Yeah, well, they have two number ones in a year. That's really good. That's true. That Get you something. Yeah,
3: I mean, and I think
2: that, you know, people. We always have this debate, right? And well, this will be more the debate when we actually mm-hmm. sit down and do by the nominations. But there's always like that weighing of like this person did like drew like <laughs> seventy books this year. This person drew seven. But does it like how do you you know how do you like weigh that against each uh, each other? Um, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. It's easy. We, we never had, we break
1: out enough pizza and beer and wine mm-hmm. and wherever We're good to go.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: Well, actually, it'll just be two of us.
2: Oh, in the room. In yeah, the room. it'll just
1: be two of us in the room. <laughs> oh, my God. I keep
0: forgetting I'm not going
2: to be here. <laughs> we'll be outnumbered by the Skypes. Because <laughs> I th- I think, I mean, I mean, obviously, this might change before it happens, but I think both Mara and Joey are going to join us. Oh, that's cool. conversation, so. lots
1: of out being done by skypes so or being out yes done it's by just you me so what, we'll, what we'll, the, we'll yeah. drink a lot of
2: scotch bob it's there right. you go i'll buy a really good bottle of scotch and we'll just drink it while we're here
1: <laughs> i'll just sleep in the office We'll sleep in the office yeah. exactly
2: <laughs> um, uh, one of the things i was thinking about too is i do th- I, I think that we should do a best colorist category oh word yeah hmm. word <laughs> <laughs> I think we talk about colorists enough; they're important enough. I we, think we, we should just be doing pencilers anymore. Oh, we should we boy. should be doing colorists. Um, I don't think it's going to be that hard. <laughs>
0: I think
1: we we're going to hold the six or seven people yeah, that we all
2: good. really, really love. I'm yeah. sure there are great colorists out there that we don't
0: think about. But... Jordy Belair is your talking comics. 2015. <laughs> hey, I wouldn't,
2: I wouldn't say it's it, it's that's nece- <laughs> that's a, a, ne- a ne- no. necessary. There's a lot of great colorists out there. Uh, Matthew Wilson, Matt Hollinsworth. There's some good people out there.
0: What about people that do both art and colors?
2: No, they're not, they're, they can win best artist. They don't. They're not win best artist and best colorist. All right, <laughs> best letterer. Yeah, I, I don't. I I would love to do like letterer or inker. I just don't know enough about those things. Mm-hmm. I feel like I would just be picking names and then throwing it out there. Um, it's tough for me to, to differentiate. I know that if I examined penciled art versus inked art, i would, I would be better at it. But Rachel Deering for all the
0: letters. She got
2: nominated for something. VC Uh, Comics Alliance. Comics Alliance. Gotcha.
0: VC somebody. I voted for her. Well, good for you. She's going to win now. Yeah. My blessing. Don't you
2: bring up the competition. I'm. Oh come on. Yeah.
0: Come on.
2: Everybody knows that our show is the most important one. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and the we this is not this is not I'm saying we should do this, but I thought about doing this, which is to do like a best like comic comic book. Movie slash TV adaptation category,
0: best like comic related
2: show or no or movie media presentation oh, wow. media present media presentation. <laughs> what well, could be a game? What if we could include that? <laughs> oh, that's true. That's best comic. Okay. Pre- yeah, yeah. That, that's that's true. I forgot about the game thing. I get into that. Good, good point, Bob. What game thing. What? No, including games, games in it as well, like Batman, Arkham Arc- Knight, and stuff like that. Media presentation. Oh. Yeah. All right, yeah. Best adaptation of, of of a comic book. Speaking of or which, did anyone material.
1: see Supergirl last night? I did
2: not. I know. The, I know what happened. Oh,
0: I'm
1: catching up on it now, okay. and I got spoiled. Shh. Oh, you did!
2: It got spoiled immediately. Like as soon as it happened. And the funny thing is, I'm I'm so far behind that I was like, I just want to know. <laughs> like, it was the one time I was actually looking for the spoiler because I was like, I'm not going to watch this probably for another couple of months, so I might as well know.
0: I think it's pretty awesome that like the vast majority of people that I saw had no idea until they actually revealed it in today's. Yeah you know way the things work with mm-hmm. things leaking online or people
1: I'll murder just you. stuff out i'm no, not i no, no, i'm no, not going to no, no, here's the thing as the scene sets itself up yeah you you might even guess it but it's done so beautifully i just, just i just yeah.
0: finished uh, i'm catching up on it now i just finished episode 4 so the one that you're talking about is episode 7 yeah. um i i can't believe that i didn't put it together sooner I, 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 i'm not I, i'm not saying anything okay. i just it's, it's, it's a know. thing it's a good thing <laughs> I'm enjoying that show I I just really hope that and again I've only watched four episodes I really hope that they step up their villain game because that is that's the one thing that's really keeping me from falling in love with it is some of the, well, the mid- villains I've
1: had on there have been so boring the episode before this one yeah really good I wouldn't say anything there either <laughs> uh, what looks to be next week okay which is the midwinter finale yeah right, it's this, a thing now yeah it's a thing <laughs> it's now it's a thing now Uh, That looks to be bombastic, yeah, to say the least.
2: This week is the mid-season finales for both Arrow and Flash. So excited about that! Did you you guys watch the crossover? Yep, it was some of it crazy batshit comic book insane. There was there was one
0: thing though. There was one glaring thing, and I can't say because it was a spoiler. But you should have seen my face. It's I'll 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 put it in vague terms. After the conflict, after like the main Mm -hmm. the finale. Okay, you don't leave the evidence of that thing behind. You don't just walk away after you're done with a confrontation with a major villain. It's a comic book. Ah, it's a comic. There's a lot of smart people in that group, and they're like, "Oh, go! We won the day. Let's go home." And they, like, the the camera is right on it, and I'm like, "Really? I will murder you." I'm not saying anything, Steph. Like, you're gonna leave
2: that there. (laughs) Yes.
0: Okay. I would not have. How many that. comic
2: books have you read where the superheroes clean up after themselves when they finish a battle?
1: you call calling damage control. Yeah.
2: <laughs> all I'm saying is
0: somebody in, the, in all the brains that are in that combined group
2: should have had the foresight to pick that shit up. Okay. That's all I'm saying. When there's a, an eternal human being shooting, using a, a staff from ancient Egypt that he found in a church to try to melt people's faces. The thing you got hung up on is that they didn't clean up after the fight. you damn right. Okay. <laughs> okay, Felix. <Yeah. laughs> You'll see. You'll see. Okay. You'll all see. I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> exactly what you're talking about. It drove me nuts. <laughs> um, Cisco, disappoint me. I love Cisco. Vibe, man. He's got some vibes. I love that guy. He's great. He's great. He's absolutely great. Um, Yeah, so other than that, the series, I mean, obviously- uh, Thor, both the mighty and just Thor from this past year, something up there uh, for me. Um, and that's really the only thing, other than the stuff we usually always, you know, the people we always talk about. I don't really have anybody else that I, that I have on here um, that I'm going to bring up. Pop, is there anything else you want to bring up?
1: I really enjoyed Secret Six. Okay. Which I didn't think I would, even though I love okay. Gail Simone, but it was really sort of nice. It's an awful surprise. There's some really awful characters in here, mm-hmm. and yet they all combine to be something interesting. I know Steve used to love the ventriloquist when we saw her. Oh, yeah. Before. She is a major part in this, and it's a team of, t- certainly a team of misfits. No plug intended for you guys. Sorry, Steph. Here's a question for you, Bob. Don't
3: unsorry. sorry I'm happy to plug misfits. Misfits is great. Wow. Mara, Melissa, Maria. <laughs> awesome people. <laughs> Our podcast is awesome. <laughs> On
2: Mondays. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um should I be catching up with DC bombshells? Yes. Okay. Okay. Um everybody should get caught up on saga.
2: Yeah, I think Bob's the only one who's not reading. I'm it. so far behind. Yeah, no, Bob- I am <laughs> two years
0: behind. <laughs> Alright, well maybe maybe we can find a way to help you out with that. Um I'm trying to think of anything else. We already mentioned uh the ruckaverse. <laughs> so that, uh, yeah. that takes care of that. Um Bitch Planet? anyone is anybody going to be like
2: do we feel strong enough uh it's th- that series has never hit me so the way however her other work did but mm-hmm. um so for me no uh but i don't know what the, what the, what the temperature in the room is it, it, um, it will come up yeah
1: perhaps not in the book category as part of an overall experience mm-hmm. thing. all right
2: um and again we have two people who aren't with us right now obviously because yeah, we don't know yeah. there, anything
1: uh daredevil is gonna come yeah, up, yeah,
0: yeah and uh Last one I got to throw on the table is uh, Silver Surfer. Well, yeah, yeah, I think that's yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Come with several several things. That
0: is a seriously good series.
2: Seriously good series. That's what I said. Yep. I'm you said bat- seriously I'm, and serious. I'm batting a
0: thousand yep. tonight, Bobby. <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs> rare mood.
2: So uh, we got a an email from a listener. Actually, <gasps> um, I don't. I don't want to read their email address out on the air. Uh, they didn't leave a name, so you know who you are. Um, <laughs> uh, in the series thing, they said uh, Nailbiter, Biter," uh, "Sunstone," mm-hmm. "Mighty Thor," uh, "Best New Series," "Harrow County," "Paper Girls," "Doctor Strange." Yeah. Uh, best writer: Jason Aaron, Joshua Williamson, Colin Bunn. Best artist: Russell Dowderman, Isad Ribic, Charlie a- Adlard. I can never say Adlard. His, Adlard, I can never say his name correctly. Um, best miniseries: Thor's Shattered Empire, Wolf Moon.
0: I tell you a little secret.
2: Yes, I sent that. You know you didn't. It's not your email address. <laughs> I might
0: as well have. It's I know, a pretty damn good list. I know your
2: email address. That's not your email address. I <laughs> have like 5. Yeah, but that's not one of them. <laughs> that's a hell of a list. Yeah. I approve. We should be friends. Your 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 none of your names are would be something that isn't like some sort of phrase or some sort of like something that's a reference to something. Some weird lyric. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is just like a like obviously like initials or something. Okay. Um yeah. Maybe I'm just doing a throw you off, man. <laughs> <laughs> um Alright. So yeah, so that's sort of an idea. Seven, I mean, do you have any others you wanted to bring up? I know you were on on to and somebody, so maybe you don't have anything else to talk about right now, but I just want to make I sure. I don't
3: have anyone else to talk about right now. Okay.
2: Alright, cool. Mm-hmm. But I have got some I got a plenty of notes I wrote down about stuff that I need to check out before um a couple weeks from now, and I have I've decided where I'm I got my my defenses and my attacks building up in my head already for, for my, for my books and against other books. So we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens there. I have, it's gonna be very interesting because it's gonna normally the list, my list is, is for like best ongoing and, and overall is a very easy one to make because there are just sort of certain books that I think are always great. Mm-hmm. Those books were still great this year but i don't think all of them had their like their strongest years so um we're gonna to see something interesting for me where like let's say batman ends up on any of my lists or anything like that so um we'll see
1: and with the changing face of it with three selections only yeah it's gonna and be tough. tough it's
2: gonna be tough it's gonna get rough it's gonna super tough it's gonna get rough
1: and we think
0: we're gonna have we're gonna have mar and joey i on? think so I'm looking forward to that. That'll be I'm, fun. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what they bring to the table. I wish
2: that we had them here tonight. Star Wars, Star so Wars, no. Star Wars. I asked them to <laughs> send lists so I could forward forward everybody. Yeah, what, yeah what, they're think, what they're thinking of. Um, yes, I predict tomorrow we'll talk about Star Wars. I'm just just gonna guess.
0: I'm so glad that I've I've finally finally entered into the digital age that I can actually pick some of the stuff up and yeah. just read
2: it. Absolutely. All right. So that's gonna do it I think for <gasps> all our normal topics here for Talking Comics um, we'd love to hear what you guys think so podcast at, you can say what you're gonna say in a second okay Podcast um. at podcast.talkingcomics.com is the email address at Talking Comics is, is the Twitter uh, facebook.com slash Talking Comics is how you read us on Facebook and make sure you go to talkingcomics.com for all our reviews articles and bevy of podcasts the Misfits as Stephanie talked about it's you know it's, so a, podca- it's a podcast that that's we have that's what meant to say yeah so good um so good uh i only mention maria's name because i always forget to mention her all the other times so uh um and then uh we of course have talking movies talking games talking valiant talking shoujo Mm. um all pretty much every day of the week there's a podcast on 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 talking comics and Mm. You can check those out as well as we have a lot of new content going up uh, on the site right now as far as articles stuff so go. We're bringing in some new writers and stuff. So we have some big news for you guys in, in the future coming up uh, after the new year yeah. uh, on those on those fronts. Um, Steve, what did you want to say? Um, I just wanted to remind everybody of the uh, rock and roll mm.
0: variant yes. uh, art contest that we're having. Uh, For those of you who didn't catch it last week, we're running a contest where we're asking you to create uh, either rock and roll or heavy metal album cover art, uh, kind of like the variant hip hop covers from Marvel, and uh, draw it up, it can be any medium you like, uh, and send it to us. Now here's the thing, Uh, I talked to JP, the the prize for winning the contest, we have three uh, copies to give away, is uh, JP Ahonen and KP Allaire's uh, Sing No Evil graphic novel. Uh, From Abrams Press. And uh, I talked to JP the other day and he wanted to do something special uh, for our winners and kind of get involved that if you win the copy of the book, he will actually draw you an original uh, book plate cover for your book. Um, So not only would you be getting a copy of the book, you would also be getting an original piece of artwork from the creator of that book. And just once again, to vouch for that book, it's one of my favorites ever. Uh, and this contest is awesome. so you know get creative and you send your your entries into me. Um, it ends at the stroke of midnight at the end of the year and uh, all the details are on talkingcomicbooks.com and uh, or if you check back in my Twitter feed, I've been kind of reposting it every couple of days just to keep people keep it fresh in people's minds. Uh, we'd really love to see some uh, some creative entries it would be awesome.
3: Oh, yes also tonight. Since time travel, if you happen to be a Toronto people, I will be at Page and Panels, the TCAF store, which is at the Toronto Reference Library, doing a big signing of the secret loves of geek girls with a number of the contributors um, from 6 p.m. until there are no longer people (laughs) Um, or they kick us out, whichever one comes first. Uh, BYOB. I'm kidding. Don't bring booze or maybe do bring booze. Bring a flask though. Anyways, <laughs> um, I'll be there signing things. Um, so come by if you happen to be in the area. I would love to see you and maybe hear what you thought about my story. Although I'm paranoid. So don't tell me.
0: <laughs> I can't wait to read it.
3: Uh, yeah. My copy is yeah, on the way.
2: Yeah. That's,
0: that's, my, I got the, the title
3: of my story is um, talking comics inside joke. Yeah. It's it's called Lungerella. <laughs> yeah. It's a fairy tale about a girl named Lungerella who lunges.
2: It's a fairy tale. In quotes. It's a fairy tale. Yeah.
3: It's not real. I don't know
2: any girls who like to lunge. It's, not but... real. <laughs> it's
3: all based on truth. <laughs> um, but everyone else is gonna be like, "What's this weird story?" <laughs> and uh, what's this weird title? Why is she called Lungerella? And it's all for you guys
0: breakout writer yeah. of the year <laughs> yeah.
3: perfect. my, my story is like, <laughs> like three stories behind like margaret atwood i'm like thanks a lot yeah, That's pretty cool yeah well um, see you say cool i say nerve-wracking yeah but
2: you it's i would say that with anthology books like that i don't think everybody reads the stories in order so maybe, they don't, maybe they don't read margaret's story first and like oh, i'm gonna save her story for last because she, I know who, I, you know, she's the one I know the most. So let me kind of I, skip around these other ones. Whoa, Lundrell, that scene, that sounds why, interesting. By the way,
3: <laughs> did you did you hear just, this is, I know we're heading out, but Margaret Atwood's doing a series with Johnny Christmas, Catbird.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't see who the artist was, but I did hear that she was doing a, it's a series. Johnny
3: Christmas and Tamra Bonville. and <laughs> my good old pal, Hope Nicholson, who edited Secret Love. Yeah,
2: awesome. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, from Dark Horse, Dark Horse Comics. That should be pretty cool. i that one. There nice. you go.
2: Um, if you go in touch with us personally, I'm at Bobby Shortle on Twitter. Steve? I am at dead underscore Anchorus on Twitter. Stephanie?
3: Derailer Ma- Von Derailer. Uh, I'm at Hello Cookie. <laughs> 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 you
2: should change, you should change your Twitter like, display <laughs> name to that. And yeah. uh, Bob? I'm Bob Reyer at TalkingComicBooks.com. All right, awesome. Um, yeah, we're, we're getting close to the new year, so don't forget to send in your... Recommendations and and your ideas for end of the year awards. Let us know who you think um, should be nominated for stuff and what books. Because like I said, we've been saying the last couple of weeks that that was why any of us even know who Stepan sejish was. Yes. So that's you guys did a great service to us last year. So hopefully we'll get another one this year. Um, look out for polls and stuff so you can vote as well. Obviously for the site awards and and we'll keep you updated on on all that jazz. But Until then, that's going to do it for the Talking Comics podcast. For Steve, ciao, Bob, and Stephanie,
0: sayonara.
2: I have been Bobby. Until next time on Talking Comics, to be continued.